<laughs> Welcome back to Cast from the Crypt, the podcast all about Tales from the Crypt and other fun horror things. This is a horror comedy podcast where Tales from the Crypt is bringing the horror and I am bringing the comedy. Although, there's a lot of comedy in the show, too, so I I don't really know what I'm doing here. But, you know what? What I am doing is watching all of these episodes for the very first time. And, hey, I just completed my first season of Tales from the Crypt. The first season ever that I've actually gone through and watched. So, you know what? Ooh, ooh, boy, hooray for me. Hooray for finally catching up on a 30-year-old show, pretty much. I'm your host, CJ Roby, and today we are wrapping up Season 1 of Tales from the Crypt. That's right, we are on Episode 6, Collection Completed, which is the season finale, uh, and it's, man, it's a, it's a weird-ass episode. <laughs> um, but before we get into the episode proper, I just want to, uh, I just want to thank everybody for supporting the show and giving me feedback and, you know, just experiencing Tales from the Crypt either again or for the first time like myself. We were only six episodes in and this is, it's super fun. So guys, I, I really do appreciate every single one of you. Uh, so let's get into how we always start it with top five credits. So in this week's top five credits, uh, I'm, there are only three actors in this entire episode. So, I mean, they're they're pretty much shoe-ins for top five credits. And uh, the other ones that we got are some uh, some top five credits veterans. So, I mean, look, they're just they're just too good. They get to appear on multiple lists. And maybe even another one coming up. Just a little foreshadowing to the next episode. <laughs> so top five credits. We're going to start off with one of those veterans that I was talking about, Craig Clark. And uh, you might remember his name because he was the sound editor for Only Sin Deep. And uh, he is on this list this time. We already put him on the list for Army of Darkness, which I love. But this time he is on the list for some of his earlier work. He was actually the assistant sound editor on The Lost Boys. And, I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but hey, there's vampires in it, alright? And it's uh, it, it, brought, it brought a lot of horror in the form of just, like, a bunch of weird girls who were all over uh, Corey Feldman and... Wait, was it Feldman or was that Corey Hamer? Were they both in it? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Creepers, all of them. Uh, <laughs> number four was Audra Linney, who was the wife in the episode. And uh, she is on this list because she's in a movie that I had never heard of, but sounds hilarious. And I want to look into it. Revenge of the Stepford Wives. <laughs> like... What did these, weren't they robots or some shit? What did they need revenge for? Like, I, I I don't remember a lot of Stepford Wives, but I'm pretty sure, I don't remember if there's like an evil creator of the Stepford Wives who just gets 
gets their downfall in that movie, and they're just like, ah, damn you, next time I'll get you with even more waspy robots. I don't, I don't remember. Who knows? Number three is another name that has already been on our list, and that is Nicholas Pike. Nicholas Pike, yeah. I you might remember him because he made the music for Star Kid. And if you haven't watched Star Kid by now, by by the last episode, he was in uh, Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. He did the music for that. And if you haven't watched Star Kid since the time that I mentioned it, you're fucking up. Go watch that shitty movie. <laughs> um number two. Number two, let's talk about a not shitty movie. Let's talk about Peter Stein, who did the cinematography for this episode and was the DP, the director of photography, on Chud. Hell yeah, C-H-U-D. One of the just classic, classic horror movies. And and it just, man, it's been, it has been a very long time since I've seen that one too. But I love that movie. It's so good. And our number one credit. I'm Look, I'm sorry, M. Emmett Walsh. I know that you are a renowned character actor and you've been in a lot of things. All right. We're here's this. All right. You know what? M. Emmett Walsh gets a special mention in the list. All right. Because he was in Critters. He's in he's in a lot of stuff. And Critters is hilarious. And he he deserves to be on the list but i'm just sorry he got bumped off the list because our first place credit today and i'm going to say first place credit not number one credit the winner of the credits today is martin garner the neighbor in the episode who was fucking gorbachev who played gorbachev in the Super Mario Super Show. I don't even know why. <laughs> this isn't some... It wasn't... The, the, the Super Mario Super Show. It's not like it was a fucking Sesame Street, like, edutainment thing. Where it's just like, oh, what's going on in, like, all these fucking parts? Like, why the fuck is... Gorbachev in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I have, I got no idea, but it definitely made me want to go watch that episode. Ooh, all right, you know what? Never mind. Secondary podcast, Super Mario Super Show. <laughs> the Super Mario Super Show show is uh, my new podcast. It's about to be released. And uh, yeah, go listen to it. <laughs> So that's top five credits for this week. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to get into the episode proper after a word from the sponsors. Look, guys, I, I know it, it's very jarring when a podcast just skyrockets to astronomical levels of success to where they have to bring in advertisers in order to... In order to, you know, keep the lights on, keep everything afloat. I we've just gotten, we've just grown too gigantuous. So we need to put in ad breaks in the in the show now. I'm sorry, it's just how it goes. So 
hey guys, uh, go go buy this product that who knows some unknown company is about to shill to you. I personally, I have no idea who advertises on my uh, on my show. I don't have any oversight on things like that. Greetings, friends. I am a powerful Viking warrior brought back from the fields of Valhalla to tell you a little something about battle axes. Battle axes are the perfect gift for all of your family and friends. Great for the plains of Firisvelar, or for a nice fireplace mantle to relax by and think of victories past. Ah, I remember back in the day when I was swinging axes all throughout the lands. It was a glorious time, full of pillaging and mead, until I tripped over one of my drunk buddies and caught a helmet horn right under the jaw. With a battle axe, you can frighten your enemies with slow, arduous swings and entertain your guests with reenactments of that Viking show that's on the History Channel. We get that in Valhalla. It is the perfect gift for the warrior or in Solche in your life, and it is only 4,000 corona. Anyway, back to Valhalla I go. And we're back. Man, I hope I actually get paid for that ad. Alright, so... Episode 6 of Season 1, our finale for this season, Collection Completed, came out June 28th, 1989. And it's actually the first Tales from the Crypt episode directed by a woman. Mary Lambert was the director on this, and she was the one, she was the director behind Pet Cemetery. And uh, that's, that's probably why this episode's filled with all this feminist propaganda like be nice to your wife and talk about problems in your relationship like adults Ah, tired of all these politics in my fucking shows (laughs) (laughs) but uh, so yeah season finale first uh directed by a woman and we're going to get it started as usual with the crypt keeper so he he opens the episode Introducing us to his pet peeves. <laughs> you get it? His pet peeves. Ooh. He he just has like a stuffed taxidermied ass dog with some stupid eyeballs just sitting next to him. And uh, he he says that it has a it has a terror tale of its own. And the dog definitely doesn't look happy. It's snarling even in death, which tells me that it was probably the crypt keeper was probably the one who killed this dog and then just kept its body because he's a sick weirdo. So, uh, the episode starts off with a weird, like, it's like a weird pan throughout the whole house. Not, not throughout the whole house, but like, I guess through just like the living room, but there's just a bunch of animals all over the place. There's like bird cages and, and uh, fish tanks and everything. And there's this weird, like, creepy music under it all that's supposed to make me think, I don't know, that pet owners are fucking weirdos? I I don't I don't know the message that it was trying to convey to me with that. And it's like, oh, look at look at these people. They have so many animals. Isn't that frightening? Isn't that unsettling? 
was just like, what are you, what's happening here? Uh, a lady comes out of her kitchen with a big old cake, and she's just, she's just happy as can be, and, uh, she looks off screen, she's like, oh, quiet, everybody, quiet, he's coming, uh, uh, she hears a noise from outside and thinks it's her husband, so she tells everyone to quiet down again, and she runs to the door, and it's not her husband, it's a cat that had just, like, knocked over a pot or something on the front lawn, or on the front door, so she's, she's, you know, just smitten immediately, ooh, it's a kitty cat, and she brings it in, and she closes the door, and immediately hears a knock on the door, she opens the door and it it actually is her husband. He's like, "You fucking close the door straight in my face." So she apologizes and brings him in and and she offers to take his take his stuff. He's he comes in with like a big box uh, of of his things. Like it's it's very obvious that he had just retired. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a banner in the background of the beginning that says happy retirement but if you didn't get it by now he's a retired guy so she she offers to take all of his stuff and he's just like no i got it and then he trips over the cat and just crashes hard to the ground and like he he does a lot of falling in this episode it's it, it's a ridiculous amount of like comedic prat falls that this episode has so, I mean, hey, M.M. at Walsh, good good on you for being an old man who can take a good fall, especially for, uh, for comedic purposes. Uh, he, he drops all of his shit, and his wife picks up all of his stuff, and she finds the golden hammer that he got for retirement. And she's like, oh, what's this? And uh, he, he goes, oh, oh, what's that? 47 goddamn years of service. That's what that is. I can't even tell time with that. I I was the regional sales manager for 17 years, and they just forced me to retire. And uh, I've gotta uh, I gotta enjoy my life without work. Oh damn it! Uh, this is like this is the most boomer shit episode that I have seen so far of this fucking show. This is just top-notch boomer shit right here so um she tells him not to worry about it she tells him to just go relax take it easy you're retired now you're you're fine uh and we've got a surprise for you we whoever the mysterious people she was talking to earlier so he goes to sit down and he sits on a squeaky toy and he just flips out he's he's just like oh what is what is this i Told you, your goddamn cats not to leave your... uh." (laughs) And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, the cats know that that's your spot. They shouldn't be leaving toys there. Like, cats give a fuck about whose spot is what. Cats don't care. They do what they want. But, uh, uh, he, he he tells her to get rid of the, the newest cat because he can't stand having any more she there's already too many cats and they're already leaving their toys everywhere get rid of the toy and the new cat yeah he he just flips out he's just not having it so uh she's she's just like well i i mean i'm not gonna get rid of the cat they're they're, he's my friend like all these animals are my friends he's like oh don't worry about that 
You won't need animals to keep you company anymore. I'm going to be here now 24-7. I got all the time in the world to pay attention to you, Anita. And nobody seems happy about that. Which, I mean, God, what? Just why? Why even Why even fucking be married then? But you know what? Hey, I guess I guess that's a fucking millennial idea for you. <laughs> um, so after that, he just goes upstairs. He's he's too tired to be partying. Uh, and Anita's all sad, and she just goes, "Oh, daddy's called off the party." And you, it reveals that the who she was talking to the whole time were the animals, just all dressed up in party hats and. <laughs> In the kitchen, they're all sad, too. Just... Uh, <laughs> so next day, uh, Jonas wakes up, and he's he just, like, flips out. He's just like, oh, God, I'm gonna be late. And uh, Anita's already up, and she's like, oh, late for what? You don't have shit to do today. Uh, why don't you just relax in bed and go to sleep? And he's, yeah, you know what? Mmm, I can do that. I could just... Get out of bed whenever I want. And then, you know, he taught, he, he just like sitting there for a minute and then uh, he, he just can't. He just can't. So he gets out of bed and then he goes to the bathroom and um, Anita's already in there. She's just like getting ready and everything. And he's just standing there all awkwardly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what What are you talking about? Just come in and get ready for the day. You do know that we're married, right? Uh, so he goes in there. He's just kind of like stumbling around. And uh, it's just very obvious that he doesn't understand the concept of sharing a bathroom with his significant other. Um I mean, it's it's only got it's only got one sink. I can't even. I've dedicated my life to a company that I can't even afford a fucking either a two bathroom house or a bathroom with two sinks. Mm, this was a, this was a great dedication of my time for forty seven years. Yeah. So, um, once again, boomer shit. Uh, so once again, yeah, he's he's just like going around. Uh, they he tries to brush his teeth and. Uh, and she laughs at him. She's like, oh, you look like a rabid dog brushing your teeth. And he looks in the mirror and <laughs> just sees himself. <laughs> it's just a, a weird, sad, like, realization, I guess. I don't know. He just stares at himself in the mirror and seems to not like what he sees. Uh, and then they go, they, they bump each other's heads trying to... Uh, rinse their mouths out they like they get the towels they're both washing their face on one towel and he sees that she's sharing the towel and he like throws it out of his way he's like oh, oh. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what this dude's problem is with his own wife well 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 you'll you'll see what his problem is with his own wife but that it's it's also still like it's uh, it's the worst all right so so she's about to take a bath and uh, the the whole reason that he went in there anyway is because he had to take a shit. He had to take his morning dump. And uh, she's she's like, what? I'm getting ready for my bath. He's like, oh, now? Can you just do it later? She's like, I don't care that you're in here while I'm taking a bath. We are married. And uh, he's like, no. Oh, you're just going to make me say it, huh? I got a shit. And I don't want you being in here. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's okay. I'll leave. What are you? What is wrong with you? So next morning, uh, it's breakfast time, and Anita's making a steak, and he comes down. He's just all refreshed and everything. Or no, probably probably not the next morning. It's probably the exact same morning. Time doesn't really. It's not really a factor in this uh, in this episode. It's just either daytime or nighttime. You don't know when the the time frame of any of this shit happens. So he comes downstairs. He's feeling all good, and uh, he says it's his first free weekday since seventeen. Which, I mean, that sounds like a fucking horrible life, but you know, to each his own. Uh, Anita suggests watching TV, but. He's he's like ah well I mean I I don't want to watch TV I gotta go like do something I gotta I gotta work I gotta figure out something productive to do and uh, uh, she she thought that she or she thought that he loved TV and uh, and sitting around and falling asleep over there and he's like ah I was a working man back then I had a right to pass out uh, so so they they compromise she says do a little work and then pass out. <laughs> and that seems agreeable, but what doesn't seem agreeable is when she walks towards him with this steak, and he's just he's just all happy about it. He's like licking his lips and shit, and then she just walks right past him and puts it on the ground for the dog. <laughs> and he's looking at the dog like, "What the fuck are you doing with my steak?" <laughs> uh, which. Yeah, that's that I completely agree with him on. If if my wife made a steak and then just like walked past me with it to feed a dog, I'd be like, "No, I hope you're making two steaks right now because this this is ridiculousness. I would step on that dog's steak." And who the dog doesn't give a shit. It's a fucking dog. Uh, that yeah, that would be she she gives him a bowl of oat bran <laughs> she she just drops a bowl of oat bran on the table and she's like oh yeah there you go enjoy so anita's over here and and she's just like hey man the, these are my friends they keep me company and everything and and he takes that personally he, oh sorry i couldn't be around to just gab with you all day and i had to earn a living for this i had to feed all these animals and then he's just going off on a rant, and then a bird lands near you. He's just like, ah, oh, goddamn birds! And he fights the bird. <laughs> uh, so after that, uh, he he's in his basement, and he frames the, the hammer that he got. And his buddy Roy shows well, I won't call him his buddy. His neighbor Roy shows up with a model airplane, and uh, he goes, hey, you can you can probably, you know, use a hobby, you know? Retirement life takes some adjusting, and um, uh, Roy Roy says he's surprised to hear that Jonas retired, and Jonas is just like, ah, oh, I I'm I might be retired, but I I can't just be like sitting around and doing all this stuff. I got real work to do, yard work. They both go out to the backyard to start on that yard work. And Jonas starts uh, trimming hedges and stuff. 
uh, saying that he would go nuts if he had nothing to do. And this yard is very obvious. Like you can you can hear like the echoes of the of the cutters and stuff, and it does not sound like they're on open street. You know that they're in a studio. But uh, uh, a dog comes by, and Roy Roy seems to recognize it, and Jonas tells it to get out of there, uh, and then confides in Rot Rye, confides in Roy that Anita's obsessed with animals, and Roy's like, Yeah, you you didn't know this like we, everybody in the neighborhood knows this we, we saw her just sitting out here one day with a squirrel on her head talking to it and Joe's like, what the fuck but Roy Roy says hey man t- retirement takes time to adjust so he needs to like slow down and get a hobby or something and Joni says that hobbies are wastes of time and you know it, once again some more boomer shit that's just flying out of the flying out of this man's mouth. So he goes inside and Anita gives him a sandwich. Uh, she says it's so nice to have a man around the house to take care of. And Jonas eats the sandwich, but it's kind of off for some reason. He goes to check that sandwich. He asks what's in it. And Anita tells him it's tuna. But he goes to check and it was actually tuna cat food. And so he loses it. He's he's just he's just fucking fed up. But right then another dog comes in, that same pit bull from the from the yard and it turns out Anita named it Jonas cuz it reminded her of her husband, which yeah, I could see it. After that he sits down to go watch some TV finally. He he earned it now. Pruning some cheers, oh boy, and yelling at his wife. Yeah, definitely day well deserved. Uh, so he goes to watch TV, but there's just like a bunch of animals shows on. There's like Lassie and there's a news report about Elvis being reincarnated into, into a dog or some shit. I don't know. Uh, but he gets a headache and asks for some aspirin and she comes back with a brownie and he's going, what the fuck is this for? Just have it. Just try your brownie. <laughs> and, and he eats it. And he's like, the fuck what was in this brownie it's your aspirin no god damn it i hate this i'm you're treating me like an animal i'm not an animal i'm a man and this is this is a lot of drama for being given a free brownie by a woman who loves you a free brownie plus the medicine that you asked for it's you know what it's whatever It, it it sure sure so the next day, his neighbor comes back, and he's got another plane, and Jonas just tosses it aside. And uh, uh, Jonas tells him that he's been fe- he's Anita's been treating him like an animal. And Roy Roy suggests that they should actually like talk about what's going on and how they're feeling and stuff. So you know that that's definitely gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> but. The next, the very next scene is Anita having like an open and serious discussion about what she needs to do to change and that she's been neglecting his feelings and stuff like that. <laughs> and then it turns out she's talking to a cat, <laughs> which was it, was, it was something that I saw coming when she did it, but it was still, it's still a really funny scene. It's still a hilarious drop there. So... 
Jonas goes back to goes back to pruning and doing his thing. Uh, Anita brings him some lemonade and tells him that she's going to be cleaning the fish tank if he needs anything. And then the her new cat. Oh, yeah. She named the cat Mew Mew. And uh, Mew Mew is definitely the one that shows up and, you know, does what cats do sees something that you like or something that they don't need to be fucking with and just pushes over a whole ass thing of lemonade. So so Jonas goes after it with the uh with the shears, with the pruning shears, but he ends up tripping into their little pond thing. Uh he goes back upstairs just soaking wet trying to trying to uh wash off in the bathroom. Uh, Anita says, don't go in there, but he just throws the door in her face like she did to him in the beginning, and he starts washing off, and like she already fucking told him, there are just a bunch of fish in the bathtub, and he flips out. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I've said that that Jonas flips out in this episode already, but he does every time. Uh, so, he's done. He's finished. Next morning, though, he's in a great mood. He's feeling fantastic. And he tells her that he's found a new hobby. And then right after that, he trips over a dog bone. And Anita's looking at him like, oh, no, he's going to flip out. But he just smiles at the dog and pets it and just goes on about his way. Look, look he's, he's finally learning something. Oh, my goodness. He might be changing his ways. Uh... And then it shows him back in the basement, and he's just he's just getting rid of a bunch of stuff in his basement. He's uh, putting away the putting away the airplanes and his pruning shears. He's he's not gonna need them. He's found a, a better way to pass his time. So after that, it shows Anita up in uh, up in the yard talking to Roy, and they're just surrounded by just mangled trees and bare-ass sticks that used to be bushes and shit. And uh, she says that he's he's been pretty happy for, for a while now, and she's wondering what's going on. She hasn't been into the basement, but she asks if uh, Roy's seen uh, Dog Jonas, and he, he doesn't know. He hasn't seen her, or he hasn't seen him. Uh, she goes down to the basement after that, and she, she's looking for Jonas to ask if he's seen any of the dogs, but he's just like, get the hell out of my basement, woman! Uh, but he does tell her that he, he thinks he heard Jonas in the yard, so she goes upstairs to check, and she sees, she sees the dog just kind of out in the middle of the yard, she's like, oh, yay, Jonas, like, you're here, and she goes over to him, and he has, like, these weird glowing eyes, and she flips out. And then Jonas comes out with a little remote control, and he's, like, flicking the eyes on and off. He's like, yeah, look at that. He's been stuffed. This is my new hobby, taxidermy. (laughs) This is a compromise so that we can find the common interest. You love animals. Now I love animals, too. (laughs) And she's freaking out. She can't believe it. And, uh... Uh, she, she tells him, yo, man, these, these animals are like my children. And he goes, yeah, good children are to be seen and not heard. And I, I should just put like massive explosions underneath any of those, (laughs) just like a fucking 
just whenever that old man energy shows up, just a fucking explosion right under it. Like like his own little mic drop for cantankerousness. So she kind of realizes what's going on, and she looks at him, and she's, You're not gonna touch Mew Mew! And she runs inside, and uh, Jonas is just, Jonas is just blinking the dog's eyes on and on, and just, just having the time of his life. Uh, she runs around, trying to find the cat, and uh, calling Mew Mew's name, once again, like a cat would give a shit if you're calling it, like cats don't fucking care uh she looks under her bed and she finds a stuffed squirrel which i'm pretty sure it's the same squirrel that she was hanging out with her her buddy i think she's she's like this is like a snow white situation but a horribly fucked up fairy tale uh then she then she kind of figures it out she's like oh yeah the basement though though whole like (laughs) yeah obviously the basement so she goes down there and it is just filled with taxidermied animals like so filled i don't even understand how he got all these animals in here it's his collection and he says he says like oh yeah like oh you you'd think that it's the large animals that take the longest time but it's the it's actually the small animals that require the most precision and stuff and it's like how did you get this all how did you get all of this done you just started taxidermying like yesterday this is why i say that time doesn't matter in this episode because who knows when any of this is happening uh so she uh she's she's like where the fuck is mew mew and he oh Ooh, are you looking for Mew Mew? And he like comes out of the shadow. He's he's got these rabbits hanging, and he's just like rubbing them on his face, like mm-hmm, so glamorous. Uh, he he looks like Cruella Deville with like puppy skins over here. Uh, he uh, brings Mew Mew out of a box, and uh, he he's like, "Yo, yeah, my the last piece for my collection." All I have to do is chloroform this cat. Oh, you know why I love chloroform? Because it it t- knocks them out without without like tensing up all their muscles and stuff. And while he's going on about this, she reaches for the hammer. Uh, no, no, sorry. She goes for Mew Mew and he pushes her away. And then he starts talking about chloroforming the ass absolute shit out of her cat. So uh, she reaches for the hammer and just decks him. Just cracks his shit straight open. Uh, and, hey, she saved her cat. Uh, and then, r- right after that, it just transitions again. No, no, no semblance of actual time. But it's, I, I guess it's just, yeah, I guess it's just a while later. And he's, they're both sitting on the couch watching TV <laughs> the ending is so funny. <laughs> the ending is so funny because uh she she looks over at him. She's like, "Oh yeah, you like this show?" And they're watching Lassie and she just stands up over him. She's like, "Yeah, I made your favorite, Tuna. You love Tuna, don't you?" And then uh the doorbell rings. It's Roy. He he kind of he just opens the door. He's like, "Oh, hey neighbors, uh I haven't seen you guys around in a while. How how are you guys doing? Everything work out for you? 
and Anita's Anita's just going, "Oh yeah, uh, everything everything is great." Jonas was is so much happier now. He's finally enjoying retirement. See, he's right over here behind me. And then Jonas is all just stitched up, and he's got these stupid ass eyeballs, and he's just in his chair, just all fucking dead and stuffed. And the uh, and then the episode ends on Roy's terrified face. You know, I'm. I don't know if it's terrified. It <laughs> look for guys. These are character actors, all right. And this was back in the '80s, so things things are a little different. You could get away with just not not realistic looking reactions to things, and people are just like, "Oh yeah, that is mm, mwah, that is acting right there." <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. That is that is it. Crypt Keeper comes back and he talks to us like fucking dogs. He tells us to sit, stay, and play dead. And I just want to slap his whole bones out of his body talking to me like this. And then the show ends and I hate that guy. So that is the end of the episode. And that is also the end of season one of Tales from the Crypt. We made it, guys. We did it. On to season two. All right. So real quick before the show ends... Let's get into comic versus show. So, the uh, the comic is actually way different than <laughs> this episode. Uh, it's it's like a completely different thing. First of all, Jonas is not retired. He, he's definitely still a working man in this. He even like leaves in the middle of <laughs> the story. He's just like, ah, I gotta go to work. Don't fuck with my taxidermy while I'm gone. <laughs> so there's there's one major difference is that he's he's just like always there. So he it's not like a surprise to him when she's when he figures out that she's crazy about animals. He's been living with it this whole time. Um and the it's it's basically like an odd couple sort of situation where she loves animals and he hates animals and oh when the two get together wackiness ensues in in this uh anita anita doesn't have the line where she's like oh like they they uh keep me company or whatever uh she she basically rescues and helps animals as a hobby and she tells him that he needs to get a hobby too he's like oh oh i'll show you a fucking hobby bitch so he uh, he uh, gets a bunch of shit and he takes it down to the basement and she's like, what are you doing down here? And he pretty much immediately reveals that uh, he's getting into taxidermy. That's it. Yeah, it, it's like the crux of the of the comic is that he's about to be a taxidermist and she loves animals. So she's just she's absolutely not down with it he's like yeah and i'm gonna start with the mouse that i that we hear on the walls all the time she's like no i feed that mouse <laughs> which <laughs> that that's your fault bitch you definitely should not be leaving out cheese for mice in your fucking walls this is the one time that i agree that he should taxidermy the fuck out of that mouse get those pests out of your walls um but he, uh, she, she says that he's doing it just to hurt her, and, um, he basically is, because the, the whole time, for, throughout the whole process of him, 
taxidermying this rat. He's showing her all the process, and she's just like, no, please, get it away from me. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention that this is actually an old witch comic. It's, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, for, for being the first uh, episode directed by a lady, who, who knows who knows what happened here? But <laughs> uh, it's, it's the first episode that is based off an old, old witch uh, comic. Normally, there's either the Crypt Keeper or the Vault Keeper comics, which the Vault Keeper has had the highest track record so far, and the Crypt Keeper stole his thunder, and he fucking sucks. But anyway... The, the old witch actually, like, appears every once in a while in this comic, and she's just, like, over here cracking jokes. She's just like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a very fulfilling uh, hobby that he's just taken up. And then she's back to the, sh- back to the comic. <laughs> I was just here to throw a pun at you. Uh, after, after he gets the, after he stuffs the mouse and everything, he finds a squirrel, stuffs that, she's pissed. And, uh, he's, he's like, oh yeah, like I'm finding animals from all over the city. Like every animal I can find, I'm bringing them back here and I'm stuffing them. And, uh, uh, he, he tells her that his collection is almost complete and which we, we didn't really get into in the, in the actual episode, but that was his, his collection is all the taxidermy. I guess he's trying to get like one of every animal, but in this, he he gets like a dog and a rabbit and a squirrel and a it's it has like a whole list of animals that he's caught and he's like yeah there's only one one left for to complete my collection and uh, uh, she she's like no not Mew Mew and she runs around and uh, can't find him but she goes back to the basement and Jonas brings it out of a box uh because in the in the show he was he was still alive but in the in the comic he's already he's already got Mew Mew stuffed and ready to go uh and then he fucking he laughs at her he shows her the cat and then he laughs at her so she stabs him with a taxidermy knife she does it's not the hammer it's not the retirement hammer or anything she just gets one of his tiny paring knives and just fucks him up just shanks him and then uh uh it ends with her just being a a mess on the floor just like laughing and talking to herself and petting her dead ass taxidermied cat while jonas is all stuffed and mounted and like hung up on a stupid thing and his stitched ass face and the eyes and everything yeah it's it's all the same so uh that's those are the differences between the comic and the show so it is time for our shriek of the week and this week you know what we're i don't even care that it's another video game this week because i'm so fucking hyped about it resident evil 3 is about to be getting a remake next year that's oh that's right this year resident evil 2 got a remake and it blew everybody out of the water it was fantastic i never actually got to play it but i really really want to do a uh, an actual like speed run through that game because it looks it's just so good and i never actually played re2 i only played nemesis and now it's coming to playstation 4 and it's gonna be sick so guys just oh my god play both of them play both of them so that we can get all, so we can get like more 
old horror game remakes. I need it. One of these days, we are going to get a Silent Hill remake if it fucking kills us. Or maybe maybe Fatal Frame can like come out. Maybe they can make a new one. Who knows? Ugh, we need more. Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you all so much. Next week is going to be... Uh, a little, a little something special. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna exactly tell you what it is. I'm not gonna give you too much of a hint, but you know what? It's, it's a culmination of everything that we've done so far, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Folks, if you want to keep up with me, you can find me on all the social medias at CJ Damoka, CJ D-A-M-O-C-H-A. You can also come hang out with me on my Twitch channel, also CJ Damoka, where we play a lot of fun stuff. Folks, I hope that you uh, keep up with me and keep talking to me about the show. It's just going to get better and better, I promise. All right, everyone, have a good one and stay spooky.